0: We go. I think I need a new intro. If you have any ideas <laughs> on what my new intro should be, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at John Audius Radio. Welcome in. It is the John Cast podcast. Thank you to everyone who have decided to uh, you know, follow or subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a new episode. Thank you to everyone who's listened to this podcast. Thank you to Ian's Pizza with three locations in Madison and 3 in Milwaukee. There's always an Ian's Pizza to go check out. So Check him out, Ian's Pizza. All right, well, today's guest started her college volleyball career at the University of Wisconsin in 2019. She redshirted her freshman season to recover from a leg injury and did not see the court during the 2020 campaign. Eventually, she got back into the game of volleyball in 22, uh, 2022 as an assistant coach with Madison College and her former teammate Mallory Dixon, who's now Mallory Stone. And now this year, the story gets even crazier for today's guest. As she's decided to use some of her remaining eligibility and now is starting on the outside and having a very successful season with the Wolfpack this year. Welcome Courtney Gorham to the podcast. Hey, Court, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are
0: you? I'm doing great, man. This is a a very unique story. Did I get the gist of it? Yeah, you did. Long story short, you did. (laughs) Long story short, how have you been doing? How are you?
1: Uh, I've been good. Uh, The knee's been been holding up pretty well.
0: Yeah, the stats show that. Um <laughs> so let's talk about this wild story because I think it's so uh, like I said, so unique that you go from college volleyball player mm-hmm. to um you know no longer in in college playing volleyball and then you start coaching in 2022 with a former teammate of yours mm-hmm. and now you're playing as a player again and you've got a couple of years of eligibility. So how did this start?
1: um okay so (laughs) when i was coaching last year with mallory our team didn't have like 12 we didn't have just enough to play like 6v6 so we would have to jump in a lot of drills and stuff um and doing that made me realize like i still kind of got it like (laughs) and i and i miss it um so closer to like when our semifinals, um our team was just like joking around about me playing with whatever eligibility i had Um, and I was just like, Hey, if it happens, if it can happen legally, I would do it. Like, why not? Um, it turns out I do have eligibility. (laughs) So, so we just sent it and you know, we're here.
0: That's crazy. So this all started as just kind of a tongue in cheek comment from somebody like, Hey, we should get you out onto the court. And then when did it really take root where you said, uh, where this was pursued or who did, did Mal look into it or who looked into it? And then. When did it really take roots where like, oh, okay, well, you, you know what? Forget this as a tongue-in-cheek comment. Let's do this thing.
1: Um, yeah, so I was, she said she would look into it because when we were thinking about it, it's like, why wouldn't I be able to play since I've never officially played before? Um, so she, she looked into it. Our school AD also looked into it at Madison College, um, and turns out I had two. Yeah. And then it, I mean, in the spring, it really, it became real. Um, and I had to wait like, <laughs> like eight or nine months to be able to like say anything or for it to really like sink in that it was actually happening. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I, for me, I was like, don't jinx it. Like, don't say anything too soon. Don't get too excited. Um, but it finally came. So it's, it's exciting.
0: So you talked about <clears> how you, you know, sometimes you would volunteer obviously in practice as an assistant coach under, uh, Mallory. And, uh, during those practices, did you, I mean, you could tell, right? Like, oh man, if if I were playing right now, I would probably be pretty successful. Could you tell that during practice?
1: Um, kind of cuz it was just like my best way of teaching is kind of showing people. Mm. Um, and so when I was te- I was I guess I kind of started like I was teaching my girls like how to do slides and like how to run attacks and the timing of that. Um, and just running that and then off a few of them off a mail, like it was literally a throwback, (laughs) um, but just like trying to show them that I was like, dang, I still got it. I could probably like do well, um, at this level if it was possible. Now,
0: now just to let everyone listening in, in the podcast, put some statistics behind how well Courtney is doing, um, for Madison college, the team is 18 and seven ranked number 16 in the latest D2 poll. Um, also Courtney, you lead the team with 326 kills. That's 3.88 kills per set. You hit over 300. You're second in total blocks with 45. You've put up 24 aces. You're 14th in the nation in kills and 20th in kills per set. So when we talk about like the success you're having, like not only are you having, su- I mean, nationwide, you are one of the top performers uh, at this level. What is it? mean when you hear those those types of numbers
1: um it it, I don't it really kind of just like surprises me that they're up there I guess um I never really thought of the stats and I was kind of just enjoying the moment since you know I never thought this chance would happen so I'm kind of like soaking in every day um but playing and practicing with these girls it's just like um I'm just balling day in and day out not really thinking about the stats but they're really cool like I didn't know I was doing that well I didn't know I was that high up there um um, but yeah, I can only really give that to my team anyway. So, yeah,
0: well, Hey, if I would just ignore the stat, forget what I just said, the rest of the <laughs> season, just ignore the stats and keep doing, uh, keep doing what you've been doing. So let me get this straight. So as far as like a competitive volleyball match, was this season the first, um, you know, match that you've been able to get into since high school? Would Would, would that be accurate?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, that is correct.
0: So what was, I mean, were you getting butterfly? Like, what was that like? Cause it, <laughs> it had been a while, right? Probably 2018 would have been your last match.
1: Right. Um, I, I actually realized that I, I wasn't nervous. I was like, so excited for it to finally happen that like our first match, I didn't even think about like, Oh, I should be nervous. Like I haven't done this in <laughs> three years. Like <laughs> I've been practice or trained in three years and it's our first game. And here we are like, Um, I was just excited. I was ready to dig in. I was like pretty confident in like the muscle memory I had and the training I had and the practices we've had at Madison College where I'm like, I'm just ready to ball out. Um, Yeah, I don't, I feel like there should be butterflies looking back at it. I should have, but I was just, I guess the excitement was just too much.
0: You mentioned the muscle memory, which got me thinking, I mean, obviously you're still very young as a human. So like you should be able to bounce back from, from things fairly quickly, I would assume still. But the point is you talked about the muscle memory, but there's a whole nother, <clears throat> excuse me, aspect of volleyball. Correct. Where you, I mean, you have to be in shape and be ready to go. You can't just really take a couple years off and then just, mm-hmm. just put your body through that. So how, how were you able to, to make that transition seem so seamless?
1: Um, it wasn't too bad, actually. Uh, after I retired, I kind of just realized there's always like an athlete part in me, no matter if I play or not, where it's like, I have to be active. <laughs> I can't not be active. It's kind of weird to not have that in my schedule. Uh, so I, I mean, I continued uh, staying in shape after I retired. And then when I found out that I could play, I kind of got more serious about it and got a trainer at a gym. And for like three months before our like preseason started, I was grinding day in and day out. Um, And yeah, I mean, it just, I was just like, can you just make sure my knee feels good? That was all I said to my trainer. I was (laughs) like, I just want my knee to feel strong. And um, so, yeah, I did all that, all the work for here. Um, Yeah. And that's basically it. I mean, I stayed in shape and especially when I knew I was like, nothing's going to not make this happen.
0: I would think maybe that type of dedication for, for your teammates as well shows them, Uh, a different level of dedication. I don't know if you look at it that way that, Mm -hmm. Hey, three months before the season, you went out on your own to try to get ready for this. Does, do you think that that type of mindset maybe, um, you know, kind of impacted your teammates a little bit said, Hey, maybe I need to, I'm not saying that they weren't approaching this any differently, but Mm -hmm. you know, you know, maybe I, I should approach this in, in a, in a different way.
1: Um, Maybe. I don't think my I don't my teammates actually don't I don't think they know that I did that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um uh because in the spring when we found out, we were just like, let's just do our stuff first. Well, like I'm still their coach. So it was kind of like um I had mm-hmm. to wait until the end of spring season and the beginning of preseason to really like unload, like, hey, I'm now your <laughs> teammate. <laughs> um but I mean, yeah, hopefully they know that. I'm, I'm under 10% in this with them, um, even even when they didn't know, (laughs) I guess.
0: What is that like? So how many, um, former, uh, players do you have that you were coaching in 2022 that are now your teammates? What is that balance like? And what has that been like for you? And do you still consider yourself, uh, some sort of mix of player coach? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, it's, it's really cool, I guess, from my perspective. So five of our girls came back, I guess, or stayed. Um, so the freshmen I coached, now, I'm now their freshman, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But it was just really, it's really cool to see, to be able to be a part of their growth and then to be able to play with them and like feel it in a different form uh, the next year and see that translate. Um, I still definitely have the player coach hybrid in me. <laughs> it's kind of hard to take it out especially when you have uh these returners who understand what I'm saying and where I'm coming from and how I like um and how I coach and talk and stuff. Um so that transition actually was pretty it was pretty smooth because they are so welcoming and they are like an amazing group of girls. And so they were like, "Are you serious? Like, heck yeah. Like about time. Like you might as well but what, like what we're doing in practice." Um, but it, yeah, I I think we we have addressed that I will still always have that coach in me um, and that it's always out of love and, like, obviously a growth together for us to succeed. Um, And I think that just that understanding among all of my teammates makes it really easy for me to flip between player and coach. And I think being a coach allows me to kind of be the coach on the floor, if that makes sense. So I, I feel like I see the game. Um, so much better. And I feel like I can translate it to my teammates too. And I think it just elevates everyone's IQ. So it's Mm -hmm.
0: really fun. So when you say see the game better, do you think that that foundation was, you know, kind of instilled in you a, a, a lot last year, considering that, you know, you're from that coaching perspective and you understand obviously the importance of film as a player and a coach, but do you think that that, that part of your game that Um, evaluation part of the game where you're really studying the opponent and everything? Do you think that has raised up because you were a coach?
1: Uh, Yeah, because uh, our last season, um, just being able to watch the game, the speed of the game, how teams play us, um, really is kind of like a cheat code for me because now that I'm playing, I can just (laughs) – I'm like, okay, I I understand why they're doing this and how – I think it's just a different level. Like I I think I've always had that IQ – but I think from being like a third-person perspective and watching it unfold, and then stepping into it, um, I think it just makes the game a lot easier for me.
0: Yeah. Does that kind of rub off on on your teammates too? That that you know you, you're like, hey, you know, part of the reason why I'm averaging three point nine kills per set. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, <laughs> is, is you know is because of the the meshing of of you know volleyball IQ and preparation and things like that.
1: Hundred percent. Yes. I think um, I, didn't, I enjoy being able to share what I see and I know because I know it makes it easier for all of us, um, especially when we have like a common opponent, like whoever we play. Um, but then it's also really cool to see them understand it on their own, like even in, like a different scenario and like in a different scenario. It's like, yeah, I just explained that to you like two months ago and you killed it this time. Like, great job. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so rewarding for me, like just personally mm-hmm. um, to watch that just unfold.
0: Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about this this dynamic of of you, former coach, now a player. But there's also a, an, another interesting dynamic uh, dynamic, rather, on this Madison College team that that so now your coach was you know you were working for last year, but now your coach is also a former teammate of yours at Wisconsin. I mean, that's I mean this is, <laughs> this is uncharted. Yeah. It's kind of you got to think about it for a little bit. What's that like to have? uh (laughs) as your former teammate former co-worker now (laughs) It's, it's
1: it's fun it's funny it's uh i love mal i love mal when like i came into uw like she was just awesome and then coaching with her was really fun um because she pointed out like we did compliment each other as coaches like i was like more fun and like relatable to the team and like I'm kind of a goofy person (laughs) and and she was like okay we're gonna get to business and like still out of love like we're gonna get stuff done and I think that was a great balance I think that also helped my transition into being a player for this team again or this team um and being her player now is still it's fun and interesting because I can still see um like again I guess like the IQ of being with her still is like Um, I'm able to see what she's trying to do. Like I understand, I think we just have the same language. So we used the same language last year Mm -hmm. um, or we just understood each other without really having to say much Um, last year. And I kind of have that again this year, but as her player. So it's like, um, I know what she's trying to do. I know what she's looking for in things. And I do think it makes us um, grow and succeed a little faster because it's like, Hey, we can dock this out. She's looking for this and we can get it done. Um, I think it just, it just helps. Our team come together better, um, even though it's like a Mel and I thing. I don't know.
0: No, no, but, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, one other thing that kind of pops into my head, and and I know you don't know your stats, but I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll throw one more stat out there for people okay. listening, including you. Uh, school record: twenty seven kills in a match earlier this season. That was a Madison College. Uh, record where i think three people had gotten to 25 kills over the last decade decade or so but you now have that record as well um mm. it's, and is it easier maybe to to kind of tell your teammates like this is why you should listen to, to me you know I'm a coach, <laughs> but i'm no. also like success you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i don't know how that how that works like you ever tell your players you know like like listen i know what i'm talking about because got <laughs> that kind of coach's mentality too right so
1: yeah. Okay. What's the question? Sorry. I don't
0: know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just that leading by success, I guess. Do, do you think that rubs off on your teammates?
1: Um, yeah. Um. I see them doing, yeah. So again, I'm a, like a goofy person. I'm sometimes a goofy player and I do some like wonky stuff in practice. Um, but I've seen my teammates kind of imitate that sometimes in games mm-hmm. or in practice and they find success Um, And it's just it's kind of it's funny for me because it's like, I know you saw me do that and I know you did it because, you know, it like it worked and it worked for you. Um, It's just cool, I guess. So, yeah, I guess it does like leak into them that some things that I do or some things that I do that are unconventional. um, Find success. (laughs) And Uh, I, um, I think it also seeps into like making it fun and not too serious with like finding success as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that seems pretty. Because you know, you had told me in an interview you and I did in 2019. I I looked it up. I I saved it on the internet um, (laughs) as as a freshman at Wisconsin, and you described yourself as intense at that time, kind of intense and like Mm -hmm. very boisterous, especially you know um, when when good or bad things happen. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you still describe yourself as intense? Because it sounds to me like um maybe that's changed a little bit or is there Mm -hmm. moments of silliness and moments of intenseness
1: uh now i -hmm. think i've i've grown and i've found out like more about myself and so there are moments of intenseness and and moments of silliness um and i find the most intense parts of when we're in heated matches um but playing with these girls and just like i don't know the journey i've been on on with them it's kind of like just enjoy the moment and especially for me i think i've kind of tone down the intenseness a lot to just really be where my feet are be present here um, because i know a lot of people don't get this chance i know this story is kind of crazy and so and so i'm like i'm gonna enjoy every moment and we're gonna enjoy it together like we don't need to be intense when we're playing threes like let's just have fun um and so i think at this level it's, it's more about like the like the it is like success obviously but like it's more about connecting and just enjoying your time here. Because it's two years, like for me, for my teammates, for whoever, and they go by really fast. Like I didn't think the freshmen I've coached, our season's almost over. Like it's kind of really fast, like it kind of went by pretty quickly. And so it's like, kind of just, I'm more about enjoying the time I have here with them and just here in general, more than um, the constant intensity. Even though I still have that and I do see it, I can bring it out of of my team. They can bring it out of me um, in games. But yeah, I just, I always want to make sure like I'm having fun with my last two years and I want to make sure they're having fun too. So I'm more on the silly side.
0: (laughs) No, I like that. But, but obviously as a competitor, I think you can, uh, you know, channel that intensity when needed too. it sounds like, um, a couple final questions for you, Courtney, uh, you mentioned, I think you use the term second chance, uh, not too many people, you know, receive second chances like you have in your, in your playing career. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you do you view this um, situation as like a second opportunity for your volleyball career?
1: Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Retiring, uh, I didn't think I would miss it as much as I did um, until I started coaching again and like jumping into drills and stuff because I thought I was good. <laughs> um, and it, it it is a second chance because my my knee feels great and like um, that was like my main concern was my health like after retiring after this i wanted to make sure i was still good um and so i do view this as a second chance like i know a lot of people don't get it and so i'm like if i can do this i'll do it and nothing's gonna not allow me to do it unless it's i guess my knee (laughs) hopefully not um but yeah it definitely is like i don't see any other way to really look at it because i know it's not an opportunity a lot get so
0: and that's awesome that you obviously uh, realize that, right? Because yeah. sometimes people get second chances and they don't realize that they're getting that, or don't realize the impactfulness of it. And mm-hmm. it does not sound like that to me with you. Um, So you've got this year, which is almost wrapping up, by the way, right. like you said. Uh, next season, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I don't want you to, you know, plan your life too far in advance. But <laughs> are, are we gonna? Are, are you gonna go from coach to player back to coaching again?
1: <laughs> um, I think that is the plan after playing um coaching where I'm not sure (laughs) my my spot has been taken
0: (laughs) here um
1: but yeah I mean it it definitely coach the player to coach again has definitely made me realize that I do love sharing my love for the game for people and seeing it grow through them um I also coach like 10 year olds watching them grow their love for the game is also fun so yeah coaching is definitely in my future
0: all right. Well, in the meantime, enjoy this uh, playing career and the second opportunity that you've had during your playing career. Madison College's Courtney Gorm. When is your guys' next game? Let me see if I can bring that up real quick uh, in case anyone is uh, is interested in, in going to support the Wolf Pack. Uh, looks like this Saturday, you guys will be in Illinois for a couple and you return to Madison on October 20th. Yes. If you all want to check out court and those, uh, 3.9 kills per set, <laughs> 300 hitting average. Uh, Courtney Gorham, it was great catching up with you. Uh, continued success for you and your team and say thank hi you. to Mallory next time you, you fly <laughs> with your coach, uh, whenever Will that do. next practice is. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. You too. There you go. That's Courtney Gorham. Uh man. What a cool story. What a cool story. And, and not only just to be like, you played you retired you're coaching you're playing again like that and all of like that's amazing like that story right there is amazing but then i like to add on the extra level which obviously i think as a as a competitor she's just worried about playing and not worried about stats which she should be main objective there is winning but not only coming back but like dominating like top 15 in the country in kills so that to me is so cool um to to not only see the whole story like even happen but then to have like the story continue with like a really high level of success um so thank you once again to uh to courtney gorham for being part of this podcast hey if you miss an episode of the john cast podcast just go check them out wherever you get your podcast and in fact here's what you should do so you don't miss a new episode you should follow or subscribe whatever platform you're using and that way you're always going to get the latest episodes right there on your feed so please go do that support the john cast podcast it really does help by following, subscribing, even leaving a little star review or something like that. All of it adds up. It really does. Uh, and I thank you to everyone who's listened to this podcast. And once again, thanks for listening to this edition of the JohnCast podcast. Goodbye.